right, welcome again to Two Faces Radio. We are an Atlanta music scene podcast. If you want to uh, send us a message, that's Two Faces Radio at gmail.com. T W O. My name is Ira Malcolm. This is Brian McClenning over here. Say hello. Hello. This is episode four. Danny keeps looking at me like, is he going to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> our special guest tonight is our good friend Mudcat, also known as Danny Dudek, from. Uh, as I consider the ambassador of the Atlanta blues scene. <laughs> Definitely. Can you jive with that? Or? Definitely the ambassador of the Northside Tavern. That's We're all sure. ambassadors in this world. Yeah, I know. Human ambassador. But as far as uh, the blues scene goes in Atlanta, man, uh, Danny, you're it. And you, you know it. Uh, been doing it a long time and building up the scene big time, and we thank you for that. So, uh, uh, man, man, we got a lot of, there's a lot of talent in this town. Yeah. Always has been. Something about it. I know, man. It's great, and it's it's also given us an opportunity to do this podcast, so we Definitely. can have all these people right on. on. Right on. Um, also, I wanted to say, uh, you know, obviously Danny's live show. If you go see him live, I mean, it's just uh, it's just an incredible time. So. Most like the clown around. Yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely one of the ones who I mean puts out 110 every time. I mean, if that, I know that's cliche, but I've I've often said, you know, I always read about people who. You know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, these other guys who said, man, he played the same whether there was two people or 2,000 people. And I always feel like I feed off the crowd, and I always think that's a hard thing to do, but you've done it. You know, you really do it, I think. You had to bring up Stevie Ray in the first two minutes well, of the you podcast. Know what I'm, well, not in that sense, but I'm, not, in that, not in the blue sense. I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's one that particular. He was passionate, man. That's right. I dig that. That I always heard about that, you know. But uh, if, you know, I, I'd say a lot of people that are listening to this right now probably it's mostly Atlanta people, I'm, I'm thinking, for right now anyway. So they're probably yeah. familiar with going to see you live anyway. And uh, so they know. I'm going to tell my peeps over to see you, man. <laughs> and if, and yeah, if you, you have, have some. If you haven't, you better go. And uh, that leads me to the next uh, piece of uh, information that I want to give you before you play a tune for us. And that's, uh, or that I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, I know. Best way to find you is mudcatblues.com exactly okay yeah and, and from there I've have succumbed to the MySpace and the Facebook of course we all have man we're all uh, but my mama made that uh, Mudcat Blues god it's been almost 20 years ago now and she still maintains it so that's my that's, oh really that's still the root oh your wow. mom does yeah oh that's cool man yeah she that's lives uh, she lives on the coast in Midway Georgia oh really so you know it's it, she's a creative woman so it gives her an, that's one outlet for her yeah that's really cool nice all right. All my mom does is go see bands that I wish I could see. I know. <laughs> oh, man. My mom likes to go and meet bands that I'm a fan of just to, like, get a picture and then rub it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you might it's a humor, little past that. Right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, cool. She loves it, yeah. And then so. she posts it all over her <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> right, right, right. right on. You know? So how about a tune? You, you ready it. to go? Yeah, let's do it. You know, right. The cool I'll, thing about today is, uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to hear what you said about the cool thing. Well, I was going to say I'm that grooving on cool things. Danny brought uh, the ukulele in. Oh yeah, which yeah, it's going to sound. I great. wasn't expecting that, uh, and I'm pleasantly surprised. No so. one ever expects the ukulele. Yeah, I know. Well, th- this is a song called uh, "Empty Room Blues," and uh, Curly Weaver recorded this song back in the 1930s, and uh, made a 78 record out of it. And uh, we learned it from his daughter, Miss Cormay Bryant. So it goes something like this. Well, don't 
When your baby packs up to leave Don't your room look lonesome When your baby packs up to leave You can drink plenty of liquor Yeah, but your heart just can't please. I got a brand new way to love. Ooh, and a green woman can't catch on. <laughs> you gotta have a little experience, baby. supposed to do that first verse again but see, hey like man I it's the blues had a, <laughs> i put a slow drag on that one so that was <laughs> cool it. man i spare everybody that last five minutes to do the first one. have you ever I'm seen anybody ukulele uh, I was, I was gonna right? say, man. <laughs> all right let's go shopping yeah yeah that never, sounded killer man i don't know where that came from uh uh dan dan the the healer man rubble player he gave it to me okay yeah he handed Damn. it to me and it was in the tuning and it's in which happens to be the the hawaiian tuning But you could you could play you could play like a guitar if you know guitar chords you could play no a couple all right I want to <laughs> I want to see this by the end of the night Brian all right there we go you're picking it up 
right. going to be the last couple minutes of the I'll show. I'll just be like, I gave away the big secret. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Same. It's going to start tomorrow. Everybody's going to be That's why I like this town. Pe- people aren't jealous, but like, if somebody discovers there's something, they're, like, they want, they're ready to share it with everybody else. Yeah. Because we all want to raise up, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. Be definitely. calling uh, Guitar Center. They'll be sold out of ukuleles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, that really sounded great. I was like, when you came in here, you know, Danny just came in a few minutes ago and came in and brought the Dobro, and I had a acoustic here for you, nose. and we didn't know, <laughs> and you came walking in with the ukulele, and and then you sat down and started playing. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like what I think of as a ukulele. Well, and plus, then you put the slide on, put the slide like on, a whole different world. Sweet. You know, oh, it's killer. We had right. a strange experience. We started up three shows in a row exactly the same. There's a couple of ukulele tunes. Oh, really? This past weekend. No kidding. Sure that was. I was like, wait a minute. Should we? Oh, well, this is different too. Yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> well, Why not? You know, it's kind of not surprising because I feel like, in a way, the one thing I identify you most with is you've had a lot of different instrumentation in your bands over the years. I mean, I feel like you've been pretty open to having um, all sorts of different instruments as part of Mudcat. Short attention span. Maybe that's it. Well, it worked. So. It worked. Like, there's some cartoon out now. I don't know what it is, but one of those uh, animated, uh, computer animated things where the dogs and uh, the dogs can speak. They have these little speakers on their, on their collars so they, can, <laughs> they, so they can speak English, you know, where their thoughts are translated yeah. or whatever. Right. I feel like that. They're like, uh, hey, I'm going to do this, man. Hey, I'm going to help you out. And, and, you know, I'm your friend. Squirrel. Squirrel. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's it. <laughs> That's cool, though. So man. you got the dog's mentality. That's what it is, then. What? Short huh? attention. <laughs> when you, I know you yeah, play yeah. a lot of piano at your shows, too, which is really uh, cool. When there's a keyboard available, I love it. Yeah. You know, actually, it's a nice moment to be able to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and and, it's, uh, and uh, it's it's strange. Like, if, you, if you're playing another instrument and you use uh, a whole other set of muscles, uh, your, vo- your vocals become different, too. Right. Someone, had, someone pointed sense. it out to me one time, and I, I thought about it, after, and right. it's, it's absolutely true. Yeah, I guess the different, you know, when you're playing guitar and you're not bending notes and you're not sliding, I guess it's kind of a different mentality when you're sitting down and just hitting the keys, I guess. It's kind of relaxing Makes to me, sense even though, to like, me. even if we're, like, like really rocking out, yeah. it's kind of relaxing to be able to sit down. And, yeah, that, and, and for those uh, <laughs> listening who may not have been at a Mudcat show before, you know, when you said gives you a chance to sit down, Hold on to your drinks and be aware because you never know when Danny might be stepping in front of you on that's a bar right, or a table right. or something like that. On top of your Always van. a good time. I, yeah, I, I think we're talking maybe more on weekends, too. Right. I, I, I did realize, like, tonight's Wednesday, so I will be sitting in a chair. <laughs> I showed up at the north side one night on a weekend, and I think, you know, we went and parked the car around the corner. Outside? Well, well and, uh, you know, we walked up to the front of the bar, and Danny's van is, you know, sitting there right by the door. And Danny's like up on top of his van, right? Yeah. You know? And but like you know, and there was like a few people gathered outside, but I could hear the whole band jamming inside. <laughs> I'm like, what, what the hell is going on here? You know, there's <laughs> like all these people great. screaming inside, and he's outside. Man, I love the wireless. It's 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 so great. Like even I don't even trip over myself. You know, yeah. Even if I don't go anywhere, which I've been doing less lately, to be honest. But I remember the first time I I had it. I had bought my own, you know. Yeah. Um, it was a Wednesday night, and it was when Slim Fats were still in town, and he was doing regular Tuesday nights at Northside Tavern. So I'd show up at his night and vice versa. Right. And, you know, we all show up on all children night. But um, he was sitting on the, we were both sitting on the stage, and I was singing some song, and then I got up, and uh, I went outside in the patio, and I was playing out there. We were playing together. You could hear the guitars together. Yeah. So he started singing some song inside, 
And I was singing a whole other song outside <laughs> to a whole group of other people. <laughs> but we were both playing guitar together. It was really That's it was wild, a man. real fun experience. That's the type of stuff that happens, right? Right. On. When you find out about that. Man, so Northside Tavern, you know, um, we had uh, Carlos in here not too long ago, and we were talking a lot about, like, his early days at Northside, which was kind of coincided with our arrival in Atlanta. But you, as we were talking, you got music going at Northside Tavern. I mean, that was pretty much... Well, we we, we uh, kicked it back in, you know, back in the okay. 70s, Sheffield, among other... Okay, uh, yeah. A lot, lot of other musicians who really I can't name. Um, Stephen Telkovich is probably getting into the history of the Northside. Oh, really? Now. Um, but... Uh, oh, see, I didn't know that. So they had music back in the okay. 70s, and then they, yeah, they for, stopped for, when? Yeah, uh, I don't know if I should be telling, uh, but it's a good story. All right. So that's what we want. That's what we're know, into. Uh, good story. Ellen's dad, Ellen Webb's dad, owned yeah. the the bar, and uh, they say he was the. Ellen hadn't told me this, but they, whoever they are, <laughs> <laughs> say he was kind of the black sheep of, of the. You know, they were a political family for a, a established here in this, okay. this town. Anyway, he owned the bar, working class bar, blue collar bar, and uh, when his daughter came of age, it was in the seventies. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of drugs going on, and this was a hippie town for sure, yeah. you know. And uh, there was rock and roll and stuff like that going on, and uh, she was starting to be drawn out to that. So he was a smart guy, and he just started booking that stuff at his place. <laughs> so, Keep her around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bill Sheffield was, was one of the very first acts to, wow. to do that. Wow. You know, and uh, good Lord, I don't remember when we started playing there, like 92 or 93. That's when, uh, after he had passed away and the bar had gone into the possession of his children, and but she was the main one that wanted to right. to continue with it. But it kept going. And she like, came out to Fat Matt's and saw us and uh, asked us to play. Oh, we so played she every asked weekend. you? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. okay. So yeah, we because, were, they yeah. were having, because they were having Gumbo Yaya on on Thursday nights with John Oddie playing spinning that. records and Glenda Ray making gumbo and God that stuff was good. That, that was around when yeah, we were three right, bucks, yeah, yeah, right? Three bucks a bowl. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good stuff. Yeah, Any yeah. of the Glenda Ray stuff, man, I think <laughs> I, I gained you know oh, yeah. twenty and just pounds. For, just for a reference, also, Ellen is the current owner. Oh, yeah. of the Northside Tavern. Right. So you know, for people, for who our she was, it was nice. <laughs> she, we were that, we were down on the coast this this weekend playing her, like our favorite bar and. uh I never seen her down there, so I shouted out to her. You know, Ellen was down there. In the, I said, "That's the woman that owns the Northside Tavern." And the whole bar went, ah, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Right." Oh, it's got a reputation, man. That place, you know, no doubt. Yeah, what so bar were you playing? Uh, Rafters. Oh yeah, man, Saint Simon's. Oh, yeah. I remember when I saw you in Saint Simon's. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Danny have a thing that every time. My wife and I are on vacation. We always run into Danny. That's right. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about No matter that. where we are. And even, there was some, and in France. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So you're ruining my story. I was going <laughs> to give it a big... Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we had planned to go to France for, you know, a week or so. This is, what, a good three years ago? Three, four years ago. Anyway, and... Uh, before we, we went, played this gig. We may. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm well, I was just going to say, but you know, before we went, I just. I mean, I knew we know some musicians around town that do play overseas and Paris specifically, and uh, we just checked to see who might be playing around town, around Paris. <laughs> you know, while we were out there, and of course, I looked on Danny's website and they were playing. I was like, oh man, we were going to surprise him, and we did. That's cool. You know. And you rocked you rocked it on harmonica. Yeah, well, of man. course, that was fun. It was, yeah. it was one of those hot and steamy nights. It well, was I'm like glad I brought some harmonica. Wasn't quite a basement, but it was a little below the street. 
Yeah, no, that place was killer, man. Oh, man. What part of Paris was that? That was right. That's right in the center. That's right by the that's Moulin right. Rouge. That's right. Oh, yeah. In yeah, that Pigal. was a good night. So we walked in, and first thing Danny said to me was, got a couple of harbs? And, yep, <laughs> all night long. Right? Oh, man. That was a long night, too. Oh, we had, uh, we had uh, Merlin on drums. Yeah, that guy was good. Man. We were, we were both trying to get him to move here. He was like a, yeah, he was like a French Donnie McCormick, I swear, man. Yeah. He's just like, or animal from, yeah. you know. <laughs> he was, man. He was. Yeah, that was a great night. The place, the place went nuts, man. I think that was our first time we ever played with him, and it was just like one of those, uh, like, like people have love at first sight, you know, but you can do that with musicians. Like, right. bam, just click and like, whoa. Right. And then, of course, the following year, Nancy and I just took a trip down to St. Simon's just for the weekend, you know, right. just to hang out at the beach. We're walking along the main strip in St. Simon's, and there's a little barbecue joint right there. And, of course, what's on the placard outside? Uh, Mudcat tonight. I was like, every time we go on vacation, there he is. Southern soul. Yeah, and another one. So that was cool. That's cool. Um, now so that is interesting, though, that that was – so that was Ellen that came to you. So now was that for a single event that she wanted you to come play for? Or no, was she, it just, she, she was interested in, in having music there regularly. You know, maybe it was a sentimental thing. Maybe it was a, uh, an idea for her to make more money at the bar. How there were, I mean, Thursday nights were packed out. It was very successful. There were a lot of young people right. there. Yeah. You know. How long had it been since? I mean, I know you said that it kind of started back in the seventies, but I don't know when it gave. I don't know when it. I don't know when it stops. So I, I, I'm yeah. just going to guess, like ten or fifteen years. There was wow. no. There was absolutely no music. Huh. Well, let's go. Uh, let's go way, way back. You want to you want to start out in Tybee Island and uh, yeah I'll have one of those. All right, thank <laughs> you, <laughs> Brian. You absolutely. I brought when in when in Rome. I brought Danny's favorite drink to the podcast. <laughs> yes, so. Got a little wild turkey. <laughs> I'm cutting down, but we're you know it's camaraderie. So that's right. All right, there you go. That's yeah. right. It's a, it's the half pint, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it is the 101. Well, so. I, you know <laughs> I've been doing good for the past few weeks. Just having a couple Dan Dan as well. Just having a couple shots. Yeah. And uh, but last week was my birthday, so everybody in the world brought their <laughs> whiskey. <up>. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an off night. There um, you go. Well, I was about to get into. Uh, so you grew up Tybee Island, is yeah. that right? Yeah, since I was eight years old. So, oh, so, and you grew up. Well, you were born where? I was born in St. Paul, Minnesota. Huh. When I was oh. a little boy, I, I know this sounds like I made it up, but uh, I, I lived at six 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 Cherry Street. Oh, shit. <laughs> The uh, see the Mississippi divides St. Paul and Minneapolis. So the hospital I was born. That's why my uh, bio always says born on the banks of the Mississippi. Oh, all right, but so, the northern Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a lot of my ancestors were uh, ancestors were uh, like the French, the Arcadians, but they didn't go. They they got on the Mississippi, but they found some good land, you know, not too far down from Canada. But. Um, so I, yeah, there. I was at six 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 Cherry Street, which is down by the Indian Mounds. I mean, that's that's the, just cool, you know. I mean, there's there's no other yeah, you can't way around it. Can't beat that. And uh, you know, just a block away from the cliffs, and we go down the Mississippi River where there were caves and uh, Indian hieroglyphs. So I spent a lot of time. Um, that's cool. Playing on those cliffs that were sandstone, you know. Huh. At that at that age? Oh oh, you mean thinking playing? Plan. Like I'm thinking plan. Plan. Yeah, and uh, you know, one day. <laughs> Where am I? I'm not with. Now this, this is gonna sound like I'm bullshitting too. Yeah. You know, but this is uh, I've told the story a lot in like especially France or Italy. Yeah. But uh, I found a catfish in a tire, in a ref, in a tire that you know some refuse, you know. Yeah. And uh, there was water in it, but it was stranded. Huh. So I let it go. I must, and I I must have been thinking the story about it, like set me free. I'll give you wishes. Right, right, right. <laughs> 
So that does sound like a fairy tale. You know, I got like three, three rotating stories when people ask me where Mudcat came mm. from, and that's one mm. that comes up. Oh, good. <laughs> well, that was one of yeah, but, but they're, all, there, they're all true. We had that on there. Maybe we'll hear some of the others by the end of the yeah, night. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then you, the listeners, can decide. Yeah, you decide <laughs> no, true. they're all true. Have a call in. They're all true. Yeah, I guess when you have call three stories vote, come together, it's it's meant to be, and it? especially that. That is cool. Um, so then you move to uh, to Tybee. Yeah, um, my mother was down there on the floor scrubbing the floor. And uh, I guess she had to cook chicken that night because it was Wednesday. And that's when you scrub the floor and make chicken. And the next day, you're supposed to do laundry and meatloaf. And, you know, we can go th- out throughout the... Right. And she was down there. She was like, man, what am I... You know, what's it going to be on my tombstone? <laughs> so she snatched me up and uh, headed on down south. Hmm. And, uh, you know, in the 70s, that was... I think that was pretty bold. Yeah. So she, yeah. we were on our way to Florida and... I. She wanted to, she wanted me to see the ocean because I'd never seen it before. So we went. She'd heard about Savannah and she and she'd stopped there before and on trips she'd made before and she really fell in love with it. Hmm. So we went to Tybee so I could see the ocean. Right. And we were gonna stay a week. She's gonna stay a month. And then uh, wow. she just she 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 just left uh, during the Olympics because uh, the the rent got so high. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So did she moved back out of out of state, or no, no. She she moved uh, down towards Florida a little bit, but oh, it's, okay. it's a place Stone called Midway. It's Midway oh, that's right. between yeah, Savannah and uh, and the, the coast. Sorry, I was, I mean, I'm I was literally thinking Midway before, like Midway. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, not like <laughs> I actual, like those. A lot of names like that. Wait, where do you live? Waycross. Where? Right. Wait, let's, between that's, that's between, between Waycross. What? <laughs> yeah, between is the best town yeah, name I've yeah, ever between, seen. Yeah, that's the one between. that's out. Uh, Towards Athens, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, between. Because so. <laughs> it's between. <laughs> it, well, because it's between Atlanta and Athens. Right. <laughs> it's, called it's great. Between. I like it. It's perfect. Um, wow. And so that's yeah. I didn't know that you were from kind of the north mid yeah eh? Midwest. <laughs> right. Well, and then as far as your musical history goes, I mean, it, you know, we're all relatively young guys, and I feel like a lot of people come up to me when I'm playing blues music, and they say, "God, you know, you're so young." Uh, how did you get into this type of music? I guess everybody always considers it, you know, we're real hardcore into this type of music, and everybody's like, man, you know, why such a young guy? You know, how did you get into this? So I'm going to ask you the same question, I guess, you know. It hooked me. It hooked me. I, I always follow, you know, I never make a plan about that kind of thing. You know, just it. the music hooked me. I remember when I was young trying to... Uh, Trying to make up some stuff on the guitar. You know, someone gave me a guitar when I was 17. And uh, I discovered these five notes and it being the pentatonic scale. So I just, I think maybe I had a, maybe from listening to country music and, you know, the country radio when I was boy we had a lot of Jerry Lee Lewis involved. Right. And well, is that what Johnny your mom Cash was listening to a like lot? That. I mean, around My the mom house. had a huge record collection and she listened to quite a, quite a lot of stuff. And, uh, was there a certain song or artist or whatever that grabbed you initially or, or was it just once you got the guitar at 17, you just kind of started gravitating in one direction? Well, I knew a lot of musicians from Tybee because, you know, it's kind of a resort place. Mm-hmm. And so there were some really great musicians, including Sam Gill, who is the trumpet player on the wall at, at Northside Tavern. Mm-hmm. He was a great Dixieland uh, uh, pioneer and uh, band leader. And um, he, 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 he sat in with... Uh, with Ron down there at Tybee Island, who was an incredible showman, you know, it, it's the stuff that uh, 
like you hear the cheesy guys, you know, like Bill Murray makes fun of, right? You know, like, hey, how you doing out right. there? Try the lamb chops, all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was the that lou- friendly, the loungy guy. He was that friendly, but yeah. he was genuine. He was real, yeah. right? And which was really, you know, really cool. Yeah. And uh, so I was surrounded by a lot of and Kenny Palmer. He he used to date my mother, and he was a great trumpet player and hmm. a composer. With uh, he partnered with uh, with. Um, Johnny Mercer quite a bit. Oh. No kidding. So, uh, yeah, well, we were talking about, you know, getting into this type of music, um, and then when you really started, like, hitting it and really finding out about the Georgia local music, I mean, I guess that was that was starting from back then, too. Uh, I yeah. mean, were you like us? Did you get into classic rock and that type of stuff first, and or did was it always this type of music from the beginning? Um... I've always had been had quite an eclectic uh, collection, but I always seem, if I look back, <clears throat> it's all, everything always seemed to have some kind of Americana feel, like jazz or yeah. blues or country or some melange thereof. You know, my first records that I stole from my mother's record collection were Jerry Jeff Walker, <laughs> um, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts yeah. Club Band. And uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> so that was a uh, that was a big thing. You know, those, those are were, a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's a clack. But they're right? all very. Na- they all have. I don't know how you can explain it. Americana have a natural sound. Yeah. Have a like. Yeah. You know. Sergeant even Sergeant, Pepper, even Sergeant is, Pepper, they're being whacked out, but it still has a, makes you feel human or I think it, it's grounded. I know. think like a couple days ago it was like forty two years <laughs> since that release in England, and so oh, like really? sometimes yeah, like forty two years ago this week. In England and in the U.S., and they were playing. Some station was playing like the whole thing, you know, on vinyl, oh, right on. which was kind of cool, you yeah, know, yeah. side one, yeah. side two, you know. Right. So, well, I, I kind of wanted to go back because well, you said you didn't. I, start- I figured out how to. I figured out how to answer this. A little okay. Bit. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for you know, I went to school in New York for a short while, and I would play on the streets and things like that. But I saw Miles Davis, and I saw BB King, I saw Taj Mahal, I saw a lot of uh, um, like jazz, like small jazz um, units. Because there were a lot of, it, it, on Bleecker Street in the village, there were a lot mm-hmm. of places you'd go and hear small combos for free, you know. Right. But every once in a while I'd get a ticket. Like I go to, I saw the, bo- I went to the bottom line, I saw Taj Mahal, and it was this Klezmer band that opened up. At oh, the time nice. I didn't know what Klezmer was, I just told everybody excitedly there was this Jewish wedding band right. that opened up, you know. <laughs> and then Taj played, and it was just him by himself, you know. And I was expecting this huge band, I didn't know. It was just him by himself, himself and he just like really touched everybody and you moved you right and wow so they cleared everybody out for the second show so i literally grabbed the table <laughs> i grabbed the table and i was like no there's no I'm way they nah. kick out <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah, sorry yeah. This did is they not try happening. so they let me there's no problem all right his manager swears that he remembers that i don't oh really but uh uh i sat there and uh i lived at uh, 47th street so that was a good little walk home and uh, I was just my mind and my heart was just cooking, yeah, and I yeah. went I went to my apartment and I wrote four songs that night before I went to bed. That's how influential influential it was. And I uh, bought some of his records yeah. and I went out. You know, on the street often I would draw from. You know, I had to make up a lot of my repertoire on the street. That's yeah. why a lot of the songs I play aren't. You know, I've got my own, quite my own arrangement, and I, yeah. like I've missed, like maybe even I've left out some important, <laughs> some essential things. <laughs> but it's not it's because I didn't sit down at the record player. Maybe I did to get the lyrics, right? But usually, I just needed material while we're playing on the street, right? 
So I would draw from, you know, I just play a, yeah, a beat. Sounds good. I would, <laughs> sounds I would right. play a beat that needed right. to happen, you know, I thought yeah. needed to happen for what, for like catch your, capture the people, keep them dancing, or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, what does it sound like? And then I would draw some lyrics, and a lot of times it came from Taj Mahal. Oh, so cool. I kept them, and, uh, and then, then uh, slow. I met Cormay, and I started meeting the older players, yeah, Frank Edwards. That's, uh, that's uh, Cormay Bryant. That's right. Yeah. And, now, and I started, and I started reading about. And the same time, and I, w- I started meeting these older players in Atlanta. I, I started, um, you know, I was reading the back of these these albums and stuff, and uh, it, it looked like we were living a parallel life to what these guys were doing in the twenties and thirties, as far as playing on the street and why they were picking certain songs, why they were doing doing certain songs. And then uh, I met Cora May, who actually lived that life, or you know, her father did, and he, she was around it a lot. And so did Frank Edwards, and uh, just got deeper in it. And then uh, Robert Johnson's uh, complete recordings, which had come out, you know, a few years previous, hit a million records. So they were like, "Wow, okay, that's right." And then they started putting out all kind of stuff, so it was easier to find right stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So okay, we took a lot of big leaps there, and I wanna I wanna stick with you. So you were in New York City, um, and that's where, and you said that night because just because. I'm a songwriter, so that's kind of like where I identify mostly. And I heard you mention how you went home that night, wrote four songs. Do you still play any of those songs today? No, I doubt it. No, okay. <laughs> I, no, just, I, th- you know, I think they need a revival. Got, I swear I've got his book. It's got like mm. 500. I've got like 800 songs that I've written. Jeez. But, wow. you know, maybe maybe boiled down to five. You what know, have I so been many doing songs all these years? <laughs> yeah, I know. You better get to work, Chief. I got you a lot of work up. to do. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's well, like maybe I, I learned nah, a new chord that day. Yeah, right. So it's like I want to remember this so i'm like you know yeah, it's not I, was a, I was a teenager through a lot of that so it was right. like you know instead of being cryptic or whatever you write some songs right. you, know? you mind talking about uh what you were going to school for up there yeah i was uh i went to acting school yeah. I, yeah. I, I i got accepted in because uh, i did a lot of theater in um in savannah you know local theater and uh even did some directing stuff is really very young so um, it was all Shakespearean stuff. They, huh? they 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 accepted me in Philadelphia, this great school up there, and they accepted me in New York. And you were pursuing and that. I decided I mean, to go to New York. Oh okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah because it was uh, it was working out for me. It was it was it was something I, I was good at. Right. Well, as good as I could be anyway <laughs> at something. And uh, um, you know, it was a great creative outlet. And uh, I decided I wanted to live in New York. Yeah. So I went to New right. York, Good and it was, it was it was it was a you know the one in Philadelphia was more of a song and dance thing. Right. And a lot of times I had the lead, I had the lead, so I actually was better. It was better that I wasn't such a good song and dance. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know the lead is always the easiest part. Right. Everybody looks at it, but the lead guy is the easy guy. I hear you. But um, so Philadelphia was that while uh, Shakespeare School was was very serious and yeah. you know maybe one of the best schools in America. Uh, it, you remember any Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> you want to throw a little sonnet in there or something? <laughs> you got a little sonnet for us? <laughs> yeah, say, uh, for, sec- for, say, for shame to deny. Oh, no, I'm sorry. All right, in part two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have you rehearse <laughs> You know, work something up for us. That's, that's, that's cool, true. though. I mean, so do you ever have that At the same time I was playing on the street. Yeah, you know, I play yeah, on the Staten Island yeah. Ferry mostly. That was my venue that I. But was see, and that's probably giving you more real life experiences for all that stuff to kind of like be able to get into those roles and. And I had a great, you know, you know we had uh, the, the, our, our senior teacher, this guy Mario, 
and he had he had originated a lot of he, he his focus was Shakespeare, mm-hmm. but he had um, originated a lot of the the English roles, English speaking roles when the Chekhov plays were uh, translated when they were produced in America. He okay. he re, he did a lot of the original roles for those. So he was a very high up teacher. He was like in his eighties or something like that, and. Uh, when we'd have assignment, uh, when we would have an assignment, sometimes I'd bring in a song, and he would like just critique that, but he'd just tear it to pieces. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was great. So I was allowed to do that. Well, that's cool. So how did? So I'm again. I'm kind of going back a little bit, but you already had. I take it you'd already started like playing music pretty seriously. I mean, you didn't when I was start seventeen, my 17? friend gave me a guitar, and I just it just like and that was, was it was it. glued to me, and I wrote songs. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. And you well, I, I had a, we had a piano then? with the family okay. that raised me. There was a piano okay. that was out of tune, which may explain right. some things. <laughs> but I learned what a chord was, right. you know. And actually, the first chords on guitar that I learned were because I mathematically figured out, you know, translated from, from, from the piano. piano yeah. yeah. So, okay. so I was writing songs already. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what I was just kind of curious because seventeen would be pretty late for a lot of people's standards you know to kind of like really get yourself started but i don't know if i had aspirations i just wanted to sing just wanted to play and write some songs you know i was gonna say when we were talking about taj mahal it's ironic that uh then years and years later yeah got to hang out and befriend the guy and And not only that like um about halfway between those two moments uh, a good friend of mine asked me he said uh how do you see where do you see yourself in the future your career and this was before Taj got the Grammys, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I would like to have about Taj Mahal's career. You know, yeah. he goes where he wants, when he wants, and he plays what he wants. And he's making a living. Yeah, and, you know, if he want, he, he can do a tour with the, his Hawaiian band. He can do a tour with his trio. He can play by himself, you know? And Yeah, you're doing exactly that's that. That's the key. I feel, you know, that, that was the career I wanted. You know? Yeah, that's cool. And uh, that leads me to some of the other questions I was going to have about, like, um, the Music Maker Foundation. You still oh, yeah. involved with, the, with those guys? Obviously? Oh, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. And I still serve on the board. I've been there for quite a while now. I was going to ask you. I mean, that's a it's a it's a great thing. I'll have you explain it. But uh, Music Maker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, relief Foundation. Is that that's what, right? Is that what it's called? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, it is a relief uh, organization for um, designed for elder musicians. Right. And uh, most of the musicians that are involved and they're. Uh, it's national. It's not just Georgia. That's right. Music, well, yeah. international. It doesn't. Oh, okay. But um, the music itself, um, we wanted to be rooted in American music, mm-hmm. have American roots. Right. Uh, most of the musicians actually are blues players, but um, we also have country, uh, indigenous, you know, American Indian, and um, bluegrass, all, all kind of, you know, uh, black string music. Um. And what we do is um, we try to support these musicians uh, financially and um, with uh, some of, some expertise that we may be able to uh, that we either have ourselves or some of our some of the people who are involved like Taj Mahal or right. Derek Trucks or, or whoever. I mean, those aren't the musicians we're helping out. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, these guys these yeah. guys are helping us out. They're right, on our, right, they're right. on, our, on our advisory board, right? Uh, I mean, some of these guys so, just, uh, you know, yeah, they they just haven't had a lot of money, you know, in their later years. And we're talking like uh, when Cootie Stark was around and, and uh, Mr. Frank. And, and these guys are the pioneers of, right. of the music that, that uh, we see on Rolling Stone magazine. People are making billions and billions of dollars on yeah. 
And I um, forgot about these guys. We, we, we take it on an individual basis on, on what, what each artist needs or what each artist wants. Um, like uh, the me- maybe there's immediate needs like uh, medical oh, yeah. costs or medicine even. Um, yeah, see, I was thinking of shelter, stuff. Over, shelter over the head, right. uh, an instrument to play on. Right. Um, maybe they need need um, or want a CD, a recording. Um, you know, so they can play, so they can uh, sell them at their shows. Right. Um, some tour support. Um, How do these people get in contact with you? I mean, do we, you search, seek them out, or do people? We, we do seek them out, okay. and um, quite often they're brought to our attention. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are living overseas. There's some some cats, <clears throat> not a whole lot, but there are some overseas. There there are over 200 uh, artists who receive on it monthly from mm-hmm. us, you know, besides wow, uh, the special needs. That's huh. great. And we also have a recording studio up in North Carolina, and uh, we can take photographs and, you know, do... And who is it, uh, Tim Duffy? Mm-hmm. Tim yeah. Duffy is the president and the creator. That's he and right. his wife, Denise Duffy. Okay. Yeah, I just pulled that name yeah, out of the way. I, I wow. couldn't, I couldn't yeah. remember. This guy doesn't person. remember anything. <laughs> yeah, he was here for the chicken raid. That's right. And the chicken raid was... Luke. Chicken raid was the... Uh, he, he was here in this last chicken raid? Yeah, this past one. Huh, I don't remember seeing. Well, maybe it wasn't. There. Maybe oh, he was on only Saturday. there one night. Okay, yeah, I was there all, all day on Sunday. Uh, which thanks for having us, by the way. Thank you. And that's the next. That's the next one is the uh, chicken raid. I was going to ask you about that and uh, Frank Edwards too. Um, if you want to talk about chicken raid, sure. A yearly yearly concert at Northside <laughs> Tavern. That runs. Well, let's the- see. I think I know the good jumping on for this story. Okay. Uh, years and years ago, Cormay Bryant and I were driving back. At night from Thompson, Georgia, from playing maybe the first or the second uh, Blind Willem Tell Memorial Blues Festival. And uh, Cormay knew Blind Willem Tell. Her, her dad was his best friend and, you know, one of his playing partners, quite a traveling partners, playing partners, Curly Weaver. So we were, we were uh, driving back at night, and uh, she said, Now, why doesn't do anybody do something like that for my daddy? Hmm. And I'd already had about five years in on giving Frank Edwards a birthday party. A different, you know, it was a different place every year, and I right. would invite whatever whoever would was willing to play for free, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and uh, it it just so happened that uh, Curly Weaver's birthday wasn't so far away from that. So, and uh, I was looking for ways to promote the Northside Tavern since we were kind of new to that place, and vice versa. Right. Um, so I decided to uh, turn Frank's birthday party into something called Giving It Back, where we would honor two musicians at once. Uh, often, one would be alive and one would be dead, you know, because we yeah. just had so many people that, that, that I felt were great heroes and just as strong as people who were well-known, like Robert Johnson, who had stories that were like powerful like that and were powerful musicians and incredible um, contributors to our... Uh, our um, our culture, right? And he's the most popular guy, but there's you know people don't realize there's so many guys. But he out does there. deserve like, that crown. Well, man. yeah, <laughs> dude is tough. Man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, so that's where giving it back first came, and I the, the giving it back number one came. I called all all my friends, and I was like, well, I, I wonder if I can get a couple people to play for free. And every single person I called said yes. So I just had to stop calling people. Right. And uh, <laughs> now you're having to beat them off with a stick. <laughs> no, we got enough. We got enough yeah, people. Don't I mean, worry. This so we did <laughs> ten of those. Ten of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. we did yeah. ten of those. And then uh, we would have things periodically, you know, sweet petunia days and stuff like that. Right. 
but after Frank and we we would still have Frank Edwards' birthday party, and uh, when uh, Mr. Frank passed away, we decided to uh, have a big party, a big festival in his honor, and we called it the Chicken Raid, which was which is his famous song. Right. I knows. And, when when uh, was that? Like two thousand one, something like that. Two thousand two. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. And uh, the Chicken Raid is almost exactly like the Giving It Back was, except that yeah. I think we had T-shirts back then at Giving It Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And if uh, anybody listening is familiar with the Northside Tavern, which many of you are, if you go in there, everybody notices all the pictures up on the all the paintings rather on the wall behind the stage, and most of those are from the Giving It Back festivals, aren't they? No? Yeah, almost all of them. Yeah, almost all the pictures up there were the people that were honored at the old Giving It Back Festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people ask me about those, you know, so I guess it's just kind of a thing that, that people want to know about. A lot of times it's it's nice to do that, do, do the set list from the wall. Like, okay, let's do some off the wall. Here's Buddy right. Moss. Here's yeah. <laughs> well, see, a, guy, a guy like you can do that. You know? Well, you could do it too, man. I could, yeah. <laughs> if I we, could if, if, we if, if I really sat down. If we get organized, we can make a... You know, what would be ideal is to have a CD. It'd oh. have to be bootleg <laughs> for some artists, probably. Yeah, right. But uh, a, a CD of the people on the wall. Yeah, yeah, just covering everything. Man, that's a great it's idea. like I only went so that's far. I put her images on the wall, but only one guy's got the name, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that is, that's awesome. But it's all, I think all the info is at the northsidetavern.com. Okay. Cool. For each artist. Yeah, for the ch- yeah. so look for all the, the artists on the wall. Because that's, that's always a blast, man. You can see, uh, what, like. 30 bands over the weekend, you know, at we least. We stuff them in there, man. Yeah, We I stuff know. them in there with the two stages, you know, because that's what, that's what they did at the Kingston Mines. That's what they do at the Kingston Mines in Chicago. Yeah. They have two stages. I was like, wow, the music doesn't have to stop. We could have more people right. yeah. if it doesn't rain. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm always telling people, you can have, if it doesn't rain, you'll have three hours. If it rains, you'll have <laughs> right. two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, we don't have that much time left, to be honest with you, but okay. uh, what do you think about asking? What's well, I was going to ask a couple things because, you, you you know, you have just a, a ton of albums and material, 800 songs, as you yeah, mentioned. Right. But I was going to say, you know, for somebody who may be listening, who maybe isn't familiar with Mudcat's music, you know, uh, what would be some of the CDs you might want to lead them to to kind of introduce your sound, your well, first, you should say how many CDs he's got. Yeah, but let's start with that. How many CDs? Do you know how many? Or oh, CDs that I've made? Yeah, yeah like original. About eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight CDs. Is there is there one that's kind of maybe more near and dear to you, you know, that you would kind of say like, hey, I want to introduce somebody to... <laughs> well, he's got to promote the latest. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to... got to be honest. <laughs> right, right. What I also like to think, you know, because life is a constant, you know, um, a chance to better yourself. So, and I, I, I kind of think that's what like music and, and the arts really do. There's That's a hyper sense of doing of, of uh, moving ahead of uh, bettering yourself of working on yourself of being spiritual I know yeah. it sounds hippie and <laughs> but really you I, dig hippie but yeah. I, I really I think it's I really do think it's true always getting up to that next level which you know yeah the new CD sounds so I, I I do believe that the new CD sounds the best and right. I would like to think that the, what I write about what I've written about late uh, on more most recently yeah <laughs> Is more enlightened than it was before. That's cool. But uh, the first CD took about two years because I was painting by the hour. Right. And then <laughs> go in once a month. By the time we finished, 
we went back and like the first songs we recorded were much better. They'd you know they'd grown, so yeah. we had to record re-record those again. Yeah. Yeah, that's always how it goes. That so tough. that you know the first one, Worldwide Mud. A lot of people tend to like that one. Yeah. So uh, I've reprinted it like two or three times. So I always have copies of it. And I, a lot of people, I think, tend to gravitate towards somebody's first CD just to kind of say, all right, where did this person start from? So yeah, that, is, and, and you, that makes sense. And, and that is a culmination of, it's you know, that first CD isn't like, okay, well, now let me come up with some more ideas. That's like stuff. For years, yeah. You know, ideally, it's like what your life led up to. That <laughs> Into that point, <laughs> yeah. Funny, I well, uh, yeah, I mean... A lot of times you can't even get it all on that. I mean, I know for us, we had, we were at, when we were recording our first CD, we were actually already in a different place. But, yeah. you know, logistically, well, I we recorded had to do my a second and stuff. third simultaneous. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, just a couple more things, just because, again, I always kind of come from like the songwriting side of it. And a lot of the people who come in who've, who've written a lot of their own music. Um, I'm always kind of curious, like for you, well, number one, you know, being, do you consider yourself a blues band? I mean, pretty straight. I, I know you guys, you do so much different stuff. I feel like it really separates well, you from a lot of just it, the it's, straight it's, up it's easier to communicate to other people about, you know, give, give them a, a, let them zero in on what they might hear if they're coming out to see Mudcat. Right. And it's also a chance for me to have, uh, venues, you know, cause I could play rock clubs. Right, but the rock scene is you play with like five other bands and you get a dollar or something like that to split with everybody. Right. That's a but good night. <laughs> in, no, unless unless you you know the, the, in rock. Where is that club? I got a book up rock, there. As far as I know, there's not like a middle ground. You know what I'm saying? There's really it, not. Either you're, you're, right. a, you're amateur and and even right. if you're you might be a road warrior out there, but still, or you're like making a lot of money. Yeah. But blues is kind of a more of a blue collar thing. You know, you can never expect to be like, you know. Eric Clapton yeah. is close, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. Just <laughs> he's a, he's a mega star, but right. you know that's still more rock. Yeah, you know, even though he's a deep blues guy. I mean, even getting to the Tinsley Ellis is. But just But we can like, play small clubs. We can play restaurants. Yeah. We can yeah. dig out situations. Right. You know. Yeah. We can play on the street if we need right. to. You know. And, and the thing about uh, about playing blues or country music or you know, as you get older, you get better. Yeah. And, you know, with Rocky, yeah, I'd be a teen idol, you know. Right. So it's a young man's game, even though, like, yeah. we're, it is. We we're can, singing, we can about always, the same, singing about the same damn passion that the young man is doing, but we know we're right. a little smarter. We can always now. do this, and it's Like, you know the joke better. about the, the two bulls on the hill? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> the young bull and the old bull, right? <laughs> They're sitting on the hill. And uh, do you have, oh. like, a button that goes beep or something like that? So I can no, you cuss? can say whatever you want. I can put it in later. All right. <laughs> well, it might be later. No, you can so say, I whatever tell you story you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Anyway, so, so the, the two bulls are up on top of the hill looking down in the pasture. All oh, those pretty cows down there just, like, chewing away and having a good time in the sunshine, you know, and batting away the, the flies. And the young bull goes, hey, man. Just run down there and have our way with a couple of those cows. And uh, the more experienced bull said, I tell you what, son, why don't we just walk down there and have our way with all of them? (laughs) (laughs) That's the way. I know. Well, I was also kind of curious, you know, in kind of calling you, saying you're a blues artist, and and I just realized how much smarter you are than me because, you know, here I wasted all this time with rock and roll when all I would do is get old and be too old for it. Well, I play um, rock and roll. You can ask me. I play rock and roll. Yeah, you got to play what you're into, man. But our heroes played all the different kinds of music. You know, Blind Willie McTell, he knew Jewish songs and Russian songs and... 
But I was just kind of curious um, about for you as far as when it comes to songwriting, like how any of this the style of music, do you feel pretty free to kind of do whatever you want or exactly. do you yeah, feel yeah. like you're in some way have to stay true to certain artists? No, no, you, I, I no, feel okay. completely free when I write a song. Now, there's some songs that sound kind of weird to put on a record and some of them I've like gone, you know, the ones that aren't too far out there, I will put on a record. I will go ahead and record with a band. You know, I have some weird demos from stuff I recorded at home. Some, yeah. Just because you're just being completely free with ideas, you yeah. know. Um, now often like when, when I'm about to go make a record and I collect the songs that are fresh, that I want to record, I may realize that there's some things, some, there's some elements missing that I want on my rec on each record. You know, like I want to, I always want to start out with some rock and slide song, you yeah. know, yeah. but I can only come up with so many riffs or whatever for that, you know, right. so I don't tend to write a lot of those songs. I might make them up or collect lyrics for, uh. From right. you know Blind Willie and, and other people and put them together. Well, you got Rattlesnake, so at least at least you got that. <laughs> well, one. see that kind of established boom, you know, and we're we're like this rocking band and yeah. it's it's blues, but it's like don't 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 don't. Right, right. So that that's kind of stuck with it's me, and I've identified myself. Gospel I've identified know. myself that way, so I yeah. Gotta, yeah, I always come back to that too. And though I mean, at least you know, there's always one like that. On well, the, that was one on we which, had to re-record on the first record. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, one day I'll let you hear the. Uh, the little uh, um, boombox version of it. All right. It's got to be interesting. Well, listen, uh, there's a zillion other questions that I'd yeah. like to get into, but we'll have to have you back sometime. I keep saying that to everybody that comes in. Yeah. I know. We've, we've said we, we could go on all one. night and, and do this, but... Well, y'all doing the right thing because y'all are curious, right? so that's good. Yeah. A, you, you got a gig to get to, and, and yeah, B, that's right. we can't go too long. And G, I wonder where you might be playing tonight. Yay. Mm. Where could it possibly That's right. <laughs> And I, I guess I'll bring up, to, if I didn't mention it earlier, every Wednesday night at uh, at Northside Tavern, you play acoustic. You play solo, but then have sit guests. Sit down in the chair. It does tend to get kind of loud. I'm trying to yeah. work on that. You know, but I say acoustic, <laughs> but I'm, I guess I'm thinking solo. And But you have special guests come by every night. and Sometimes, right often, sometimes yeah. me. Right on. And then you do it's usually been a while. Do you all come by tonight? Uh, we'll see. Come on. And then, yeah, why not? <laughs> and then you usually do usually do a weekend at Northside Tavern. Well, yeah, course. typically I, I try to make it the last weekend. Okay, of last each month, you know, so they're they're spaced out the even right. and stuff like cool. that. So well, there's there's a uh, and then if you want to travel, if you want to travel to Italy or France, you can uh, do like we did and, and go see you out there, right? Right on. Well, I'm check, I'm give anybody a lift out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Where in Italy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw that on there. You've done Italy before? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I used to spend a lot of time in, in Italy, but uh, you know, with my manager in France in the past six years, I've yeah. been spending more time further north. And you got the same kicking crowds out there too, I guess, huh? We build crowds. Yeah, you know, we build crowds. Like sometimes we have to train people. That's what Northside was. Nobody was coming, so we were completely free to do what we wanted. And right. like, it's like uh, we we just played whatever we wanted, and we hope. We hoped to gather enough people that would like what we were doing. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, but in France, a lot of times we have to tell them to put away the tables and chairs and right. get up and dance. And uh, right. they, they do love American blues out there, though. I mean, they. Yeah, but they sit there, but often they. They they sit there and stare, so it's like if you're not used to it, you get it can be right. a little disconcerting. But then I realized after a few years that they are willing to give it a try. They will move up and they will make noise if you tell them it's okay. Right. You know, so I had to learn in French, you know, to <laughs> say, you know, free your, your mind, free your body, that it's okay right. to move around. Right. 
I remember when we were playing, you you spoke a little French. You even I think you were even able <laughs> and they to, cheer, you know, because it's it's yeah. endearing, you know, because I've learned this this word at the end, uh, you know, that that uh, that that you gave us such a warm welcome, you know, yeah, and uh, they all go oh, because I'm not pronouncing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just tell us to? But, you, but I noticed like, <laughs> but, but, but when we go to the say? same place, you know, like uh, this one place, the Czech Club in Paris, which is my favorite place to play in Paris. You know, after a few plays, play few times of playing there, they remove the tables themselves. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you know. In fact, we go there to this day, and I don't know why they set them up. I guess it's because. Yeah, the French people they like a spectacle they like a show right so they even make a show like by like well we know that we're going to clear them but we're going to set them down anyway That's right. double the, yeah. so we can make a dramatic thing of it. they can say oh they're clearing out the tables <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. And, it, and it works it makes yeah. us excited too you know That's they good. had like extra in advance so it's like right. even more of a yeah. <laughs> double chairs and tables tonight everybody they make them collapse bring your own chair and yeah. table alright well <clears throat> looks well, like so we're going to we're going to uh you think about doing song number two? Yeah. For tonight. You want to do, do Dobro you or you Dobro ukulele? out and now you're putting it down? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're rolling live, because I, I realize it's, I was going to do Rattlesnake, but I'm not in open D, you know. Oh, take a pause, so you need to tune? Open D. Uh, but if we want to roll, you know, because I, I like the, the live vibe, I'm, I have no shortage of songs. Um, what what would you rather do? What would you really? What let's would, do this. Let's yeah, do this. you sure? Right. No, yeah, I, can, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can take a pause Man, if you, you guys want. Are so accommodating. It's, no, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next time, Dobro. You're too nice, Ira. You're too nice. <laughs> hey, now this is this is this is a song I learned from Willa Mae Buckner, and she was from Augusta, Georgia. She was born, I guess, in like 1920 or something like that, and she spent a lot of time on the Toby circuit, which was. Uh, Oh, I can't remember what it stood for. Uh, theater something black. T O B E. T O B Y. I think it was. It was. Um, it was like vaudeville, but it was kind of the black more bl- the black version of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she did uh, tent shows as well, medicine shows. But uh, like, was a tent but, show uh, like a lot of tent shows, um, they would have the more family oriented songs and events okay. during the day. Yeah. And uh, she would sing funny songs. And then uh, most people go home, and then the men would pay a little extra. Well, mostly men, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it was a scandal if you're a woman back then to do it. I don't know. <laughs> pay, pay an extra for what? I want to hear about this. <laughs> but uh, they, 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 she said, you know, there'd be less clothes, and the songs become more and more risque. Oh, and like nice. and she developed an act with uh, snakes, boa oh. constrictors. And uh, she was a music maker artist. Tim Duffy introduced me to her. She's, oh, really? She's from Augusta, but she lived in North Carolina for, uh, oh, cool. it seems like, a, a, quite a bit of her life. Where she was a bus driver, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she, had, uh, she still had a house full of boas. And, um, I was about to say, at some, still at some points snakes? when she was How having a hard time. How much did that bus cost? <laughs> like, when she was, when she was sick, uh, <laughs> we would help feed her, her snakes, you know. And when she passed away, <laughs> we uh, helped uh, find homes for the snakes. Oh, really? Oh, good. <laughs> Sam, telling so you. Like I said, it depends on what artists need. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No kidding. But uh, when I met her, she was 90, and that was her weight and her age. And I still have a mark on my wow. ass. And I don't have much of a uh, 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 canvas here yeah. as an ass, <laughs> but I still have the full hand mark where she grabbed me. Because if you were a young man <laughs> and you walk by, man, snatch. Oh, yeah. You know, so, but uh, she did this song right here. All right. <laughs> Well, Peter Rumpkin had a little dog. Prince was the name. Every little thing that little dog done now, Peter he took the blame. He took him to the woods one night to teach him how to hunt. 
He stuck his nose up a little girl's dress and tried to smell her. Come along, you salt the dog and making my nature rise. Not a girl within a thousand miles can lay between a thank you, brother, Father John. What we gonna have for supper? Hit with a man, a guy, and a little wife, and don't know how to f- uh, f- uh, fumble dumble all night long. Whiskey in my glass. Anybody who don't like this song, they can just kiss me once, kiss me twice, kiss me once again. It's been a long, long, long time. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Damn. See, I could listen to that one all That's, night long. Yeah. <laughs> I want more verses on that. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, usually the live show, uh, we just play a little music in between right. and do the second verse again. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the introduction, you should have seen it this, this whole weekend. Because I told the guys in the band, I look out at the crowd when I say this, man. <laughs> but I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll play, you know, some blue song. Then I'll go, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, we have your money and everything. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we are musicians, and it's kind of our responsibility to keep history and keep in touch with what with what's going on in this world. And there are a lot of really heavy things going on. And I know everybody's here to have a good time, and we will continue after this song. But we would just be derelict if we didn't... Uh, we wouldn't do this song that really uh, touches on what's these heavy issues that are happening. <laughs> well, Peter Rumpkin had little dog, <laughs> Prince Wood's name. That's a good intro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I love it because... Uh, yeah, you got to play with their emotions. But it's still early. Like, a lot of them just got their drink, you know, so they can't yeah, run yeah. out the door just yet. Right, right. <laughs> That's man, good. that's cool. Well, thanks a li- uh, thanks again, man, for coming yeah, in man. here. I know uh, we've been friends a long time, and uh, it was good uh, catching up. Right on. You know, man. and uh, we're going to play again soon, I'd say. And uh, maybe I'll see you, like, out in Greece or something. I don't know. We'll be on vacation <laughs> in uh, Alaska. <laughs> Alaska, man. You'll be Alaska? Yeah, no, it's got to be out Alaska. of the country. You're saying that because it's like 90-something degrees to be <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and in this room, too. It sure uh, is. I'll tell you that much. It's, it's so once again, uh, that's www.mudcatblues.com. That's right. Ran by your mother. The, that's uh, right. Like that. The uh, website. And also you can find you Not at... Uh, well, the MySpace is myspace.com slash mudcatbluesband. Maybe. I think I so. Think that, yeah, I was looking at it today. Some, uh, my friend, Miss Alabama, set that one up for me. Okay. Well, you can find them on MySpace. And, uh, but, yeah. The we'll have all the links like, on. If you go to mudcatblues.com, that's the right. main one. You can go to other places. Right. And we'll have all those links on our website, too. And go see them Wednesdays at Northside Tavern. And, uh, Let's have a good time. Have a good time. And uh, for Brian over there. Yes. And Ira over <laughs> Here? Oh. No, I don't know. Yeah, I guess over across the table. We are called Two Faces Radio. Is that what we're called? We're Two Faces Radio. Hit us up at twofacesradio at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments. We'd love concerns, to hear. Concerns, even. Concerns. Definitely, we'd like to hear some uh, comments. And as always, save, save it, it for, for the, the show. show.